to Stories in Ink, a new podcast in conjunction with Empty Can Productions. I'm Spencer Kennard. Thanks for checking back with us here at Stories in Ink. I'm Spencer Kennard. Uh, joining me as always is Jesse Luciani. Uh, Jesse, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good, Spencer. How have you been? Oh, I've been just working as per usual, as per the things that I always do. Um, I'm super excited about this episode. Are you excited? Uh, 100%. So who are we tattooing yeah, you should today? Be excited. Oh, so we have the one, the only, Jesselyn. Hey, Jesselyn, how are we doing tonight? I am good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. How you been? You know, tired. I just started back at the studio. It's uh, two weeks in, and I feel like I have a brand new job that I've never done in my life before. Now, now, Jesslyn, you are a dancer. You're a dance instructor. You're a choreographer. I, I need. I mean, I know you hold multiple titles and jobs and things that you do. So you're you're started back in your dance studio and your practice. Yes, I'm teaching again, um, but I have been out for like since march well so. yeah i mean i figure with you know again 2020 just being what it is it like is. it's been a little hard for everyone to uh kind of get back into it i mean especially when you're interacting with people in that like i mean dance is such a tight environment anyway like, yeah you know it's as now we're like is everyone like masking up is that... everyone's got a mask everyone's got to be six feet apart and that really puts a damper on like the idea of going across the floor or using a bar. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. Um, now I, I imagine that's making your choreography have to change as well with like what the stories and things you're trying to tell through dance. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it can, it can only be like at this point, solos, maybe three people per stage at max because otherwise you're past capacity. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, th- I think it would almost set itself up to create and and I I know nothing about dance. I am not a good dancer. Anyone that has seen me dance knows that it is terrible. Um but I love it. No, but I you lo- are a good musician. So. I yeah, but I, I got rhythm but I can't move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I love dancing. Um silly as silly as it is, as silly as it sounds, like it's one of those things where I know I'm terrible at it, which is why I appreciate it when people are actually good at it because like well i think just bodies in motion are just such a gorgeous thing you know that's true yeah i mean i think you know dance sports athletic i think that's one of the things that draws me to sport is the fact that it's bodies in motion but i think dance is just it's like the for lack of a better word it's like the prettiest version of bodies in motion like you're intentionally creating movement um to you know, invoke emotion and things like that. And I think that that's just, I mean, I, I love it. I yeah, think it's awesome. Sure. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I can't really speak as someone who knows anything about it, but <laughs> well, like an athletic art. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, you know, meets in the middle. Yeah. I, I think, I think the whole, like, one of the things with this year has been, you know, just problem solving and doing it in a creative way. Mm-hmm. And so, I would almost think like that a lot of the stuff that you probably would be dealing with in your dance is that how do you deal with 
connecting people separately. I think that's a very like kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, surely problem solving. That's yeah, a problem like... that I've yet to solve. <laughs> well, but no, but it's awesome. I, I'm sure like you being back at it like is you know like being back into what you're doing is creatively rewarding, right? Like yeah, I'm just happy to be you know back in the space, mm-hmm. even if it's weird. Just I mean, it's strange to be doing something for what like seven years, and then all of a sudden it's like I got. All these new rules and regulations. I'm relearning how to do my job. Yeah, it's I crazy, mean, but it's good. You know, I I think that whole um, you know, getting back to what has what has given you identity for a really long time is right. you know that I think that's what maybe we're all struggling with right now is like those things that made us us for so long are different now, and right, how do sure. we how do we move back to them? Um. You know, I it, it reminds me a lot of of one of the first pieces I did on you, actually, which was your your Pina Bausch piece. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, is it Pina? Yeah, yeah. Which is like, um, so for those of you uh, that are listening, if you go to, um, so if you go to my current Instagram, which is Spencer Canard Tattoos, and we'll also have this up on the Stories and in Ink podcast, so you'll be able to see that there. Um, what it is it's a line art piece right right um do you want to talk a little bit about it um yeah just because you can tell i I feel like you're going to be able to tell the history like a little bit more about pina better than i certainly better than i can um because you're the one that (laughs) spent that enlightened me about it well pina has always been my favorite choreographer and um the tattoo is actually from the like outtake line work of a photo that um i pulled from her last performance that she you know was in yeah so, I, I remember vividly like the image that you it was very striking because she was she was she was later in life yeah she i mean she passed yeah. very shortly after that um but just the you could see the age in how dance had and her performance had had aged her through the years just because Mm -hmm. of this definitely seemed like someone that had given everything she had to dance um so like trying to incorporate that into a a piece you know we do have some of those flowing lines and things like that like it's like a single line yeah yeah. it's one single line but i think it also it encompasses the movement with that single line as well as kind of the age that you see within her i mean i i at least that was my intention. I, yeah. I, I think I think I landed on that, but I, I mean, I don't know how you feel. For sure. I've actually, I mean, not many people, like, I think when you think favorite choreographers, I haven't met many people that say Pina Bausch. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I have been out and about, and I've had, like, maybe two or three people since I got that tattoo stop me and be like, oh, my God, it's Pina Bausch. <laughs> And it's just, like, even more rewarding to have someone, like, recognize who it is when it's not, like, in you your, know, like, someone not you like see a portrait or something. Yeah, yeah, even exactly. That, like, like, well, I think that goes back to how iconic that image and that art is. Like, mm-hmm. not, not, not the tattoo, but I'm just I saying. Mean, like the tattoo the, as well. Yeah, but, but, like, but, like, the striking how, like, you're able to capture that moment and translate it in a way that, you know, that helps you tell your story. Like, I, I think that's mm-hmm. a very cool thing. Um, because it's like you said, dance has been a huge part of your life for yeah. 
22 years. Yeah, so, well, you know, <laughs> uh, a lot longer than mine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I spun in circles. I did that. Does that count as dancing, spinning in I circles? Mean, I don't think it does. It is what it is to you. I, you know, it's movement, you're happy, yeah. you're emoting. I yeah. think it's dance. I, you know, cool. So everyone, you heard that, spinning in circles is now dance. <laughs> um, I did the hokey pokey. That's dance. That's, that's high art. Yeah. No, that's what I call talent. You know, I, I you, you know, it's almost it's almost as high art as Soldier Boy. Oh my God! Can you? Yeah. Do you? You know what's crazy is that my students they don't recognize like any of these dances, like <laughs> the, the Soldier Boy, the Cha Cha Slide, even. What, what about the Cupid Shuffle? Can they Cupid? No, shuffle? no, no. But they what? have like the How like dabbing keep... and. Well, I can backpack kid dance. The. Have you seen backpack kid dance? Yeah, I can do plot. that. Yeah. I, I can, can do that. Yeah. But I... I watched a YouTube video. And the TikTok dances. That's another one that's crazy. I see. The, I, I think they have this game night, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's Fortnite dances. Oh, jeez. I, I I can't keep up. No, there were very few dances. When we were Are they, up. like, repetitive? Yeah, like, everything was like a dance. Yeah. Like, I it, miss it, a good line dance. <laughs> like... It, did you boot, scoot, and boogie? To the left, to the left. Like, what happened? I, I, they just were like, oh, we're not going to tell you. I, the dance got cooler. I think that's what it, like, kids got cooler. The kids cooler. got cooler. Yeah. The t- they like, didn't have to struggle through middle school if we did. <laughs> they didn't have to listen to Tim McGraw and Nelly. Oof. Over and over again. <laughs> oh, that I, I have distinct memories of like that song playing at some like middle school dance and like just being like, What is this? <laughs> what well, is life right now? And they never like wore uh gaucho pants or oh, no. Like now it's cool to wear long sleeves under a short sleeve t shirt. But it wasn't is it cool again? That's cool again, yeah. Oh. And it seems that Skechers have actually appeared as something that's like a really Why? cool thing to wear. Well I got made of for wearing Skechers yeah. when I was growing up, so I, I think like it's trim- yeah, well, I was just ahead of my time. <laughs> Trendsetters advanced. That's funny. No, I, I, uh, that's crazy. Um, so <laughs> no, um, so, so we're getting massively sidetracked. Yeah, that's gonna happen with this one. Um, between you and I, like you, you, we both are just like. When our circles run, they run not very parallel. Well, they both run. Maybe they run parallel, but they run parallel in a they way sprint. that... Yeah, I don't know which way they go. Um, they do loop-de-loops. Like, they do loop-de-loops and pool. And, and then your, your shoes, shoes are, are looking, looking cool. cool. <laughs> Gosh, the kids don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know... They don't know Spongebob. They don't get to know Spongebob. Do they? It's like Spongebob... Like, but Spongebob's been on for 20-plus years. Yeah, but... They have, like, all of these shows that are branches off of toys now, where it's, like, Littlest Pet Shop is a toy, and then it's also a television show. Yeah, but that's been a thing for forever. Oh. I mean, that's been a thing since the 80s. Like, I've pretty you know only the... watched Cartoon Network well, at that uh, point. Well, if you tuned into our last episode, you'll, re- you'll, you'll know why I didn't have Cartoon Network as a kid. Oh, no, I already know the answer. <laughs> yeah, you know the answer. We've talked about this. Um, but, uh... No, like all of those toy lines, right? So, uh, He-Man, right? Yeah. The the story of He-Man's incredible because you think of He-Man, you think of a cartoon, you think of the toys. It was a toy line first, and in order oh. to sell the toy line, they were like, the show. "Well, yeah, 
but they before they even did that so the guys go in there to pitch his meeting and they're like oh these toys how, how will they know what this character is and he's like oh they'll come with comics they're like oh that's a great idea cool so they go to the like they have the next meeting and they're like well our target audience not all of them can read <laughs> like oh we didn't tell you there's also going to be an animated tv show so it's going to explain everything so literally the tv show is made to sell the toys that's insanity no that's i mean it's good marketing it, it's capitalism it's america <laughs> <laughs> um it's consumerism but Dude, this is america by childish gambino uh, yeah we can't afford that um, <laughs> yeah jesse's giving me the no <laughs> I don't even think we can afford to s- attempt to sing it. No. No, no, no. I don't think we should. I'm not really great at singing. So. Yeah. No, that wasn't like a, yeah, you're not great at singing. That's, no, I know, uh, but like just in like general. That. I'm sorry. Like. <laughs> I don't even think we can afford saying SpongeBob. Oh, yes. Well, we're going to do the, the friend song, the fun song. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, so, so we talked about Pina right um i've tattooed i've done how many of your tattoos now i think i've done like five. Oh, more than that. i i, I you lose did count Tina, you did the me and cat and a heart you did my tv screen face girl you did my massive thigh one you did french press there's more than that right? oh there's the bird's nest bird's nest so we're at six I don't there know. There may or may not be one more. I think there's one more somewhere. Maybe I just retouched something. You've retouched, like, all of the stick and pokes I've ever done. Well, that's done. something cool that you've done, though, too. Is <laughs> you do, you've done some stick and pokes on yourself. You retouched the equality symbol because it was, like, basically looked like a pencil doodle on my own skin. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of what a stick and poke is? Like... Okay, I'm getting better at it as I make <laughs> as a bunch of As you continue to stick and poke yourself? I... What else could I do in quarantine? I, you know, I don't know. Read a book. You know, I binge watched a lot of reality TV. Oh no! What was the best reality TV you binged? Honestly, Selling Sunset. <laughs> I don't even know what that was, um, or what that is. Is it still a thing? Do they still like release episodes of it? I, they're at season three right now, and I have a feeling that they'll continue. So. Okay, so we're um, so it's continuing on. Gotcha. So, um, so you watched a lot of TV during quarantine, and you did kind of get back into stick and stick and poke a little bit. Um, you experimented Slightly. with it. Yeah, I also moved during oh. quarantine. You moved during quarantine yeah, too. Yeah, I moved during. You quarantine. moved. I moved at the beginning. You moved towards what I hope is the end. Yeah, it's not. It's not <laughs> the end of quarantine. Um. But can you tell me a little bit about that, like, marking yourself? Like, what is the, like, I mean, you don't have to go into, like, your practice, but, like, maybe what's, I mean. Oh, about stick and poking? Yeah, well, because for me, right, like, I tattoo myself every year. Yeah. And and it's, you know, I don't, I don't, I I hesitate to use the words, like, it's, it's ritualistic or anything like that, because that makes it seem like it's more. Right. Than I mean for it to sound, like, more heavy than I mean for it to sound. But I guess, like. It's kind of, like, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, like, more, like, to track, like, progress and, like, watch your self-growth over the yeah. years. So, yeah, yeah, for, for me personally, that, that is. But I guess for you, you know, as someone who had gotten tattooed in shops and literally 
to themselves, right? Like, how does how does that process differ from when you're when you're literally doing it to yourself for you? How does it differ from that going into a shop and getting tattooed? Well, you know, so you know, I did all my ear piercing. Yes. Right when I was like a teen. When you were a rebellious youth. A rebellious teen, and I also went as far as to do all of my friends' piercings. I actually had like a black market. I don't piercings. even know if I should say this. Yeah, you, like a black market piercing I, running out of my studio apartment that I shared with a roommate. <laughs> that's a, I mean, where was this? This was in Brooklyn Heights. Of course it was. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, so you're, you're running this, this little piercing parlor. Right, so, I mean, I have multiple friends to this day that swear by i mean i don't want to like toot my own horn they swear by my piercings they said they're the only ones that they never got a keloid from really yeah so i'm actually i'd say kind of talented i started to do nose pretty proficient little piercer yeah going i did a conch once conch yeah magic conch the magic conch (laughs) god full circle full circle (laughs) (laughs) no but so like Again, I think that I think it's a really cool for me. It's such a fascinating process that you're affecting, like you are affecting effectively, like creating the change, right? Yeah, I like, like the idea of like being able to change. So I think it. it I think it's really interesting, like that whole, because essentially what you're doing is you are the thing that is enacting the change, right? And I think right. that like body modification in and of itself is something that like. You have to choose to make that change. Now, body modification isn't always tattooing and piercing. It can be the way you wear your hair. I mean, you dressing the way you dress is mm-hmm. technically body modification. But, I mean, do you think that by you enacting that change, it, it's almost like a self-autonomy kind of thing? Like you feel more in control of of your, I guess, your body, your situation, your... Yeah, I Does definitely... Does that make sense? I know that's kind of a weird No, question. I mean, it, I think it makes sense. I, I definitely do feel that way. I mean, it's like, um, I don't know, the the ability to take control over, like, who you are and how you're presumed or, like, I guess, like, what first impression you give off? I don't know. I, I, I think, I yeah, but I think that's also why it's such a good thing your connection with your tattoo artist is so intimate oh yeah because sure. because you are you're like trusting that person with like with your who story you are. Yeah, with, your yeah, story. with your story because you're you're gonna you're gonna use they're, they're gonna mark you in such a way that you're going to use that to then tell your story yeah i mean you know i've got my fair share of yeah i mean we rough all, tattoos yeah i mean <laughs> from we, other, not from you thank god from before your you time wouldn't, you wouldn't be on this show i don't think if i gave you rough tattoos no like, you know I, <laughs> well still family but uh, <laughs> you know um i i wouldn't have come back <laughs> you've been like ah, you know, it would have been the one hit wonder yeah, spencer does tattoos <laughs> yeah. uh, well but no i i definitely think that that I mean, can you maybe speak a, l- a little bit more about that kind of connect? Like, because obviously you you have had tattoos from other people that aren't me, right? Um, but you know, do you th- that kind of can, and I don't, and I don't ever want anyone to think that I should be their only artist. You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. a lot, a lot of artists will, you know, some artists feel like some type of way about that. But for me, I you know, you don't eat lunch at the same place every day, oh. like. I yeah. mean, depends on that. 
depends on how good the food is. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on. Um, because I recognize that there's other cool artists that do great work and why would you not want to get other dope work by other dope artists? Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of the reason a lot of people go back to the same artists is like one, the relationship, but also two is like the style and like the fact that they already know your personal style. Um, I had like a really great artist when I was living in Florida that I went to a lot. Um, and then kind of like went around and got one tattoo at certain places and just either didn't vibe with the person or like wasn't necessarily the vision that I had had. Um, but obviously, I mean, the majority of the tattoos that I've gotten have been from you. you, you, Well, I mean, I think that, but I think it, it, it is interesting because those connections, like that connection is, and it is very important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who wants to sit there for hours with someone, not like be able to talk to them or relate to them? I mean, we've been like jumping out to music when. Oh yeah. We do we, tattoos. You know, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that I have, cra- I have cranked MCR very. Oh yeah, during. and from <laughs> under the quirk tree. Oh yes, I I don't don't get me. that one Fallout Boy album. I remember you saying, was it MCR or was it? you said i used to mow so much grass to this album <laughs> that was three cheers for sweet revenge by yes my chemical romance <laughs> i had it i had it a little walkman cd player it wasn't even a walkman it was like the cheap walmart a knockoff knockman. <laughs> knockman. <laughs> that like if you bumped it too much it would just skip instantly <laughs> so <laughs> i remember having to be super careful about like certain areas where you mowed because like <laughs> Gosh. Well, so while you were listening to that, did you listen to the live version? Oh no, or the studio version. Studio. Well, I disagree with your pick, but that's okay. That's fine. But you have to realize, in West Virginia, there were you only got one version. Oh yeah. Yeah, like okay. you got you had one chance that one person at the high school maybe downloaded it, and like you may have found them to burn that CD for you. I miss a good burnt CD. A good mixtape. Not even a, a mixtape. good mixtape. Do you remember when it was like a cute thing for someone in a relationship to do to like burn yeah. you like a tape of like? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you want to hear how disgustingly cute I am? Yeah. So I would make the songs make sentences. Aw, <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> it's terrible. Cause, you know. Because twenty twenty. Wow, I wish if someone did that for me right now. My partner burnt me a CD. I mean, I would have nothing to listen to it on. <laughs> I'd be very but the flattered. the thought counts. It's the that's... thought that counts. He could give me a blank CD, and I wouldn't know for years. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd just be happy to have the gift. I worked really hard picking out these songs that you can't listen to yeah, on this exactly. dead medium. <laughs> I hope one day that you get a car so you can enjoy the... Uh... Well, that, most cars don't even have CD players anymore. Well, not the car that I'd afford. Oh. <laughs> some old jalopy i love a good beater you know yeah it, it, take it, your chance roll the dice could be a lemon <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a that's an abc car gets you from point a to point b and sometimes to c yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> um I, I i don't know how we got down that rabbit hole no you know what? I, <laughs> that was I, that, unique that was a <laughs> I think we started with with tattoos. We started with oh, yeah, blasting talk, MCR. Yeah, yeah. MCR will just throw your day off completely in the best way. In the best way. 
you know, yeah, in, in, and wait, also... wait, wait, wait. And you know what kind of way? In the worst way? No. no in the Gerard way. God. <laughs> I thought you were like going for like another band that we've listened to. No. Okay. No. Darn. <laughs> I was like side tangent. Yes, here we go. So, um, um, getting back to getting back to tattoos and um, tattooing, you know. So, I guess like environment always will play a little Absolutely. bit of a factor into it, like making you feel more comfortable about. We've taken that sweet, you know, mid thigh tattoo that took how many hours uh, too many too many hours yeah and we got really dope food yeah we got some great we got some great food um but I, yeah i think like creating that environment that, that welcoming because i guess for me as an artist you know i feel like i'm also investing in you yeah i mean you know, do you find it hard do you i'm like turning the table you can that's fine <laughs> This is my show. (laughs) Do you ever feel like someone sits down in the chair and you just don't vibe with them at all, but now you're stuck with them for like hours of tattooing and maybe they don't want to talk to you? Like, how does it feel? So it it is interesting because you, you definitely do pick up on, you you definitely pick up on how people are and how they're feeling Mm -hmm. just in that moment. And I have this tendency to not really ask questions. Right. right. Um, you know, tattooing is so personal that a lot of the times I don't want to be intrusive. So if someone wants to talk to me, that's fine. I will talk to you. Um, some people don't. Some people, you know, just this is for them. This is what they're doing. And they don't they don't feel like sharing. And that's and that's like that's fine. You know, some people like actually feel like pain a lot. Yeah. More. So maybe like listening to music helps or something. I know yeah. I did that my first tattoo because I was like, oh god, I'm doing yeah. it on my side ribs. But I think, yeah, because that is a painful spot. It's um, a bad choice yeah. to make as your first tattoo. Everyone yeah. thanks. I'm <laughs> telling get my first everyone. Tattoo on my ribs. Um, but I think, but I do think a lot of that goes into environment because if you can make someone feel comfortable, right, with you, with what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, I think you're able to deal with pain a lot better. I think. Oh yeah. I think there. I think our brains make this little distinction, right? Whenever um, you're comfortable in a setting, uh, your brain kind of thinks of pain more as, oh, I'm letting this happen to me, mm-hmm. as opposed to oh, this is being done to me. Right. So because because you're more comfortable and you're in a more comfortable setting, it makes it easier for you to then deal with that pain. Um, and it also takes your mind off yeah, in a chat. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's some artists that don't talk a lot, and I, I you know, that's some true. some some artists, I, it has nothing to do with their personality. They just don't. That's not how they work. Yeah. Right. They have to be attentive. They have to be focused. They can't have those, yeah, you know, anything kind of affecting what they're doing. But for me, it, it, it really, I would. I guess I would prefer to talk to somebody because I, mm-hmm. I want, if you're my client, I want you to know that I'm invested in you. Like, so even if you don't have to tell me about your tattoo or what it means or why you're getting it, I just want to know that you're one, you're going to be happy with it Two, yeah. that. I'm going to make sure to do it. How, um, you feel best, uh, describes you or best helps you again, helps you tell your story. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that that, um, you know, I think that really goes a long way. Um, do you, I, 
I guess kind of continuing on with that, um, you know, is there, um, so one of the crazier, crazier, air quotes, crazier tattoos that we've done on you was the bird's nest. Um, the bird's nest and the girl with the television screen. Yeah. I think those are both like great. Those are both awesome tattoos, but I remember the bird's nest just being like one of those tattoos that it was, it was for me personally, it was a challenging tattoo Yeah. because it, it seems like a bird's nest is just a bunch of like random lines thrown together, but it's not, it's like so precise, like in each, cause birds are brilliant, right? They yes. know how to yeah. build structures and weave these structures together essentially. And then trying to replicate that. But, um, you know, did, um, do you want to talk maybe a little bit about that piece? Did I mean I know it was a it's a memorial piece a little bit. It's it's not I guess like a memorial well kind of um so you know the one that we did on my thigh mm-hmm. was a memorial for yeah. three people in my family who had passed and um the one that the bird nest is um like basically like home is the nest so the home was resemblant of a papa. And the four eggs were for my mom and her three siblings. Mm -hmm. And the, I guess, significance of, like, why I wanted it to be a bird's nest was that, like, my papa and I used to, like, bird watch together. So it was, like, a a personal thing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think that that whole, you know, it's also, it's interesting because, like, the eggs are in there, right? And you have this you know, even though it is, you're looking back fondly, you're also looking forward, mm-hmm. right? Like you're, you're reflecting on the people that you're reflecting on someone else's life. Yeah. Really? Because you're talking about, you know, your, your grandfather and, you know, his, his children. Um, and you know, they're, you know, they've, they've lived some life, you know, mm-hmm. but you're, you still have it in such a way that life hasn't started yet. Right. Yeah. So it's a very cool kind of thing that because because the eggs, you know, they're, they're in there. Well, it's still growing. Yeah. I mean, at the and... time that I got it, my mom's life was just, I guess, like restarting. Right? <laughs> yeah. She had just gotten married and like, I think she just moved like she was at a point where I've never seen her that happy in my entire life. So it was just like really nice. So, it, yeah, I mean, it kind of felt like. For a while, it felt like she was in high school again, like, yeah, like smiling just, yeah, at yeah. her phone, getting texts <laughs> from her husband. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, it it starts, and then I think it restarts several times through, Yeah, I think that like, kinda, experiencing life. Yeah, and I think, again, I think that's kind of a cool way that, like, you know, your, your story continues, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. end, and these tattoos that you have, the ones that you wear – yeah, you're telling your story from where you've been, but you also are like, they're continuing to evolve as your story evolves, which mm-hmm. is a cool thing. I mean, I think, um, I think kind of going into the, the girl head with the static face, yeah, right? Like, I think that leads us right into that because you, you do, you have, um, you know, to, to me, and I, I don't want, I don't want to project onto your tattoo, right? Well, like, we talked about we, it a lot. So. Yeah. Um, and you let me kind of conceptualize it a little bit and things like that. I came in with like the, like, different like 
things of what I was like, I just want all of these things to be one thing. Yes. <laughs> and I took all of your ideas and was like, this is the thing. This is the thing. I know. I feel like I just throw stuff at you constantly. I'm like, like the one that we were just talking about that I want to do. Yeah. The, the one that we're going to get to at the, the end one? of the episode. Yeah. yeah yes. Just like, Hey, this help. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's like, I feel like that's what my job as an artist is, you know, like that's me helping you articulate again, helping you articulate something about yourself to express yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's, and again, like, I feel like that's like the most humbling thing you can do as an artist is do something for someone else. That's going to help them express themselves. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I play music, I play, I play songs and things like guitar and sing, but through a song, you, you're, almost reclaiming that song when the artist performs it right because mm -hmm. it's you're taking it and you're digesting it into your experience and you're figuring it out and i think tattooing is very similar to that because you're helping someone then tell their story but it's it's almost more intimate because instead of it being like a generic song that's written right you're you're making it an individual piece yeah. You know, it's not just a piece of art that everyone's going to see in a gallery somewhere you're just tailoring it it's couture it's literally the definition mm -hmm. of couture. Um, like you're tailoring it specifically to one person. Yeah, and like no one else. Well, yeah. sometimes no one else Well, that's a whole this. other thing. Like, Can you do this for me? I found it on Google. <laughs> found it on Pinterest. <laughs> but to be fair, you know, like... Honestly, there's I love Pinterest, but... There's a reason why we connect to the symbols we do, though. That which, you know, because a lot of symbols are universal, but it's figuring mm -hmm. out how to make it in a way that applies to you and right. how it applies to your story um but i think like the the so the tattoo um that we're talking about now is a it's a female head um Correct. with tv static on the inside of it instead of like it's, facial features instead of facial except for features. you can still sort of see the lips yeah it, which i really like that it's it's also kind of has like an androgynous haircut yes um and i think like you know that to me that piece is a lot about just identity and trying to explore and find who you are and like For you sure. have kind of these um vague outlines mm -hmm. almost not in the piece but just in life in general and like you you have to go through that static you have to go through and kind of find where you at where you're at and what makes you feel like to you come into your form yeah i think that and then i feel like there's multiple like I guess, interpretations that matter to me about it. Um, the other one is that, like, sort of, like, along the lines of exactly what you're saying, or, like, branching off of it, um, that sometimes instead of expressing, like, individuality or, like, being our own thing, we're so tied to these things, these computers, these televisions, our phones, and depending on yeah, these what's on social yeah. media and becoming that person instead of yourself you, you feel like you you're, it's an inauthentic kind of thing like yeah you feel but like, if all of that blanked who are you yeah you like who if if everything was gone where who would you be mm -hmm. and you know would there be any substance there behind all of that static right you know like that's yeah i think that's a very you know it's a very interesting concept to kind of explore because you know what what is left right like what is real um 
because at, at some point we all do kind of protect ourselves. We all wear masks, you know, we all literally, right? Yeah. Now. You know, <laughs> 2020, <laughs> um, keep wearing it folks. Oh yeah. Stop the spread and put it above your nose. Yes. Just please. I have seen more Kilroys than I think I ever would have seen in my entire <laughs> life. And if you don't know what a Kilroy is, go look it up. There's well, an internet. It use it. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that, again, you know, is there, you know, we've talked about who you've been, right, through dance and how that's mm-hmm. kind of defined you to a point and how, you know, your experiences have kind of, shaped your the stories that you tell i mean i guess do you feel like you're at a point right now where what you're wearing tattoo wise um i guess a better way to phrase that would be how do you feel that what you're wearing tattoo wise is telling your story i i mean i've said it before i feel like you like your body is a canvas and like to the point that I will never fill it completely because there will always be new experiences and new things that I want to say and share about myself. Um, But I feel that it's definitely like a testament to who I am. I also feel like, I mean, my students ask me questions all the time. Like, why do you have this? Why do you have this? Um, But it's all, it's at a place of innocence, right? Like it is. And I've never, I mean, when I was in Florida teaching, people were like, why would you get a tattoo? When I'm here, like, my kids are like, oh, I want to get a tattoo one day. I'm like, oh, wow, like, these New York parents are really, like, doing something good for their lives. I like that. I like that, like, kids are allowed here. I, I mean, it shouldn't be allowed, but, like, but they're, like, able to say, like, I want to do this. Or, like, having a child who's, like, I want to present myself as a female ballerina and then I want to be a male dancer the next time that yeah, I come to well, class. I, th- I like that. Why like the not? Ac- the acceptance of, of others. Right? Yeah. And I think that that acceptance of, you know, other people, the acceptance of other people is just such a big thing. And I think that if, you know, most people that have tattoos, I think kind of get that. And, yeah. You know, I not to say that the non-tattoo people. Well, don't, yeah, I think people but, should get as many or none or yeah, whatever they want to do. Yeah, it's I, your but, body; you do it. Yeah, and I think that like, I think that tattoos almost are also a way for us to explore that, right? They're a mm-hmm. way for us to explore our bodies and explore again. This all back to story. Explore how we tell our stories and how we present ourselves, which you know, I think that's I think that's the like the the most beautiful thing about tattoos is it's a, it's a story. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's so, like, they're, they're just such an integral part to us. Um, so moving on to the, uh, the tattoo that we're going to be doing on you. Yes. <laughs> um, we're getting a little surreal. We're kind of getting a little weird, a little funky. Little, yeah. I'm excited. about Yes. This. So, um, do you want to describe it? I guess I don't why, know. How... Why don't you start describing it, and I will interpret it for you. <laughs> I'm I'm very bad at words. <laughs> I'm very bad at. Don't like, worry, we don't we stuff, don't words so. good here either. No, okay. So it's gonna be making that joke a second time. 
terrible. <laughs> it's going to be a face. I haven't decided whether it's male or female. I haven't decided what the hair is going to be. Um, maybe it's neither male nor female. Yeah, I think... We'll see what he, they, or she evolves yeah, to be. They. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, not, I wouldn't say that a lot of your tattoos necessarily deal with kind of like, I wouldn't say like necessarily gender. breaking gender norms, but I, I don't think like, I think it, they're, they're more of a sense of identity and self than they are about gender. The only real gender piece I have is of me and my cat. Yeah. But, but it's me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, so what are you going <laughs> to, but, but you know what I, your your piece while you're exploring identity in some of your pieces i think that you've always felt very um very sure of yourself in that regard yeah maybe like not you know not speaking about gender or sexuality but you felt you're you you are jesslyn right and you have felt and, and you're able to translate that into your work in a way that gender it doesn't matter if it's male or female it's still a story about you yeah i mean does that does that make sense like it's not i think that you're not just one of the latter things that i notice about a person Mm -hmm. personally um person personally terrible um (laughs) (laughs) your english teacher is going to murder you in your sleep i know it's a good thing that i did virtual high school for my last two years so she won't even be able to find me she will. I've never seen her face. <laughs> but she's seen yours. Um, <laughs> I've always said when people like ask me about my sexual identity, I like people. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, yeah, like there's so many like deeper things to a person than like like what are your the, the, like what do you look like? Mm-hmm. Like what gender do I assume someone to be? That it's just like why would I notice that, like, this person can explain to me how they identify and, like, where they stand with these things? I want to know the things that they don't, you know, present themselves as or say yeah, about more, themselves. Yeah, you, so you like, get... deeper stuff. Yeah, you get more... Um, again, this goes back to, instead of, like, the little details about, like, like, physical appearance, you're more based on their kind of, like their their energy their um mm-hmm. like the, the their story yeah like who are they yeah you know? and and not i would say like they're you're more interested in their morals and what they mm-hmm. and their the, you know what guides them than the physical attributes that may or may not define them yeah exactly yeah well and i feel like a lot of people's physical appearance is something they're not like totally comfortable or happy no, but with but i think tattoos and, and piercings are a way that we we do make get, yourself more yeah because yeah. like people always say like i'm addicted to getting tattooed and i i i get it but i think you're addicted to feeling good about yourself when you mm-hmm. get tattooed because like i you know some people sure they like pain but i think people like feeling good about themselves when they look in the yeah, mirror yeah i mean who doesn't like to go you know get a new outfit and try yeah. that on and be like "Ooh, who is she like i mean i don't i don't do that. i like to do that well okay personally i mean i i just got a new dress today by the way oh and i'm like so excited about i i it's witchy i'm gonna wear it on halloween Ooh. i uh i bought a new shirt once yeah one time this one time 
at the at uh, the Barclays Center oh, <laughs> in the no, mall no. on Target. Yeah, yeah, no, it was actually a pack of T-shirts. I got like five. Ooh, of them. what yeah. was the cost? Of that? Uh, I don't remember the cost, but I remember they were black. That's nice. Yeah, that's. They weren't band shirts. See, that was the big change. I That's made a big, change. that is different. Yeah, it wasn't a band shirt or graphic. There was nothing on it. Just plain black. Yeah. Plain black tee. Plain black tee. Not plain white tee. No, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> there was no Delilah. We were not hanging there to Delilah. No. What's you... it like in New York City? Shitty. It's terrible right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's currently Almost, it's not al- loving it. Yeah. <laughs> Hate is a strong word. But I really, really, really like. Okay. Um, so hey, anyway. at least we don't live in Manhattan. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Manhattan. We're recording in Manhattan. We sure are. <laughs> recording live at Reading Tattoo Studio. <laughs> okay, this tattoo that I want to do. I yes, guess I back to your actually tattoo. Actually, try to describe it. Yes. Um. So it's a person. It's a person. And this person has a nose and lips and one eyeball that's visible like one eye and then instead of having an eye on the other side it's like a straight line across and then down like a v yeah and then it goes up to form a flower stem which blooming from the stem is an eyeball yes so i i you know there's the way I've kind of conceptualized this, and you know, I'm gonna everyone, you'll be able to see the drawing and the tattoo up on our Instagram page um, when this episode airs. But the way I've kind of conceptualized it is, it's you know, it's interesting because there's a, it creates like a disconnect, mm-hmm. right? Um, because you do you're separating part of something, but it's almost like there's this beauty in this separation. Right. something's growing yeah me. and it it's almost like it required it's very interesting because it's like it requires you to be broken at some point in order to grow yes and i think yeah, that, yeah and i think that that is such a universal thing like that's mm-hmm. that's the relatable so the piece that we're doing i think it's it, it really is just like illustrating growth in a yeah. way like but it also is not sugarcoating the growth because it's showing that you you have to break part of yourself in order to grow. Right. Um, right. You know, and that's, that's tough. Yeah. Hurts. Oh well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like going through, you know, it, it might sound cliche, but like in order to grow, in order to be better, a lot of times you have to go through some, some shit. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's that like, for sure. you know, it's corny, but it's like, if you're going through hell, you got to keep on going. Yep. You know, like, it's, like, that whole thing of, like, in order to grow, in order to be better, we have to continue to pull ourselves up and, and do the work to make the change, right? Because the change isn't going to happen with, well, the change isn't going to happen by someone else doing it, right? Especially when it comes to yourself and you as a person, right? Absolutely. You can't You can't expect that. Because no, and it's not real change if it is done by someone else, I think, because it doesn't stick, it doesn't it, hold. It doesn't, and I also don't think it's real change if you're changing for someone else. Nope, also doesn't stick. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know, I mean, I feel like the minute 
think that person and you get in a fight, it's like something that you can hold over their head. It's almost transactional. Well, I think it's I, I, I think it's an authentic part of, of your story, but I don't think it's an authentic part of your change. Right. Like it's it's you're relying on someone else to change part of your life. And yeah. how can you how can you grow if you're if you're not if you're expecting other thing other people to do other things for you? No, I mean you gotta have some support from well, there, some, but there's also, some people. But there's also a difference. So when it, when you, whenever you have a tomato plant, right? Ooh, tomato. Tomato tomato okay. plant. <laughs> tomato plant. <laughs> so whenever you have a tomato plant, right? You you it still has a support. Right. But it does the growth on its own. Right. So that's the thing. You can have that support. You can have people that are there for you, which I think is what we all should be doing for each other. Yeah. But just because we're there for each other doesn't mean I'm dictating your change and your growth. No, not at all. And sometimes you got to let your friends make the decision that you know isn't the best. You can voice your opinion. Hey, don't get back with, you know that person for the seventh time and then it happens and then i'm still there to pick up the phone when you're gonna inevitably yeah. be upset about something that's going down so well and that's the thing i think it's not leaving people well i think that's it's part of the journey right like there's they're going through their their shit right and they're going to go through it and and it's more important for you to be there for them while they're going through it and and letting them have that experience right because you mm. can't make choices for other people you you, no. you can't they're going to make their choices whether you like them or not they're going to do what they want to do that's that's how we are that's what we do as people yeah and life would be no fun otherwise to I, be honest no I, we'd all be it'd be that whole thing of we'd all be the same and we all it, it would just be a mess right it'd be, it would be the anyway um <laughs> But I think that encouragement, right? I think that encouragement of knowing that you have someone that has your back, mm-hmm. right? That's irreplaceable. And I think that that is what brings us back to the connection with a tattoo artist, mm-hmm. right? With a tattoo artist and a cl- with the client, right? Because this is someone that you know is going to take care of you. They're going to help you articulate your idea. They're going to help you tell your story. And they're, you know, they have no... Sometimes it's nice to not have them have a really vested interest in it. Yeah, but I feel like oftentimes you become friends with these people. Yeah, but... And they're more than just, like, you know, my tattoo artist. It's like well, yeah, I think that's... First, the... my friend. Yeah. Second, my tattoo artist. But I think that's... I think that's... That shows, one, an appreciation for the person and what they're doing for you. You're, you're viewing them not just as someone to serve you. Right. Um... Because those really look, those I we I work in a service industry. I understand that that's, you know, that can be, that can be the um, relationship with someone. It can be very transactional. Sounds harsh, but I like more like uh, cordial. More, yeah, friendly, like yeah, but not, it, but not but very very much like yeah, yeah yeah like it can be very much like a professional relationship right mm-hmm. like this is my job this is what i do and i'm going to treat you well while i do it but once it's done it's done yeah. um but that being said you know i think that the people that i tattoo still know even if it is just that professional relationship that i do care about them i do care about their tattoos yeah. because them those things are important to me 
Um, right. Th- them feeling confident in themselves, them feeling like they're telling their stories. Those are important. And, but I think that connection, that, again, that goes back to, oh, this person has my back. You know, mm-hmm. this person wants to help me tell my story. And I think that that's just, like, I think that connection is what's what what might be the reason why people go back to one particular artist more than others. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I personally know your friend group, and I know that a lot of the people that you're friends with, that connection has gone beyond the, you know, chair. And it's very clear that all of these people, like, you know, know, like, know that you've cared from the beginning. And that's why they've wanted to grow that friendship with you. Thanks. I mean, I, I, I definitely do my best, and it, it is hard for me because, you know, I, of the time that I don't get to make with people. I the mean, time that I don't have. I mean, you But know. you do everything that you can to, I mean, we had game night, what, like a few months ago, and... We had a very socially distant game night. Game night. <laughs> yeah, but it was great. I still want to play the other game. I know, I bought the... Jesse, uh, I bought the Universal Monsters game board game. Yes, that was the right reaction. Um, Wasn't the whole reason to try to get Settlers of Catan? Well, uh, no, I am not making that investment. Oh, I would do it personally, but I found a I found a website. Um, I wish I could be like link below. I don't remember the. <laughs> I don't, don't remember the I, name. You found the website, but, but I, you don't remember. Yeah, exactly. I found a website where you can buy used board games. And they have to have all the pieces. You can also buy used books. And yeah, you know what I'm going to make? I'm going to make Settlers of the Oregon Trail. So uh, that way the game will be over within five minutes. <laughs> everyone dies of dysentery. <laughs> Here's some bird games. <laughs> it's, so it's really, it's actually shoots and ladders. Ooh. Because the dysentery shoots right out. Escalators, escalators. <laughs> The dysentery causes you. Uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, that being said, um, Jess, I'm super excited for this tattoo. Um, yeah, me too. You know, it's going to be It's some, been a long time. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, I think there's, I think this, you know, I think this has been good. I think this conversation has been really, you know, it's been really cool because I think, like, you know, it, it has been catching up. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to be here with you first, oh, well. and then happy to be on the on the on the show. I show podcast I podcast know, on the podcast. Yeah, second, no so. one wants to see my ugly mug. So if we go show, I got to put on the mask. Well, if we go show, we got to hide <laughs> all these cords and this yeah, potential we gotta, hazard over no, here. That's, no, there's no cords here. It's all wireless. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're a fancy studio. Uh, <laughs> no, that being said. Jessalyn, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, you for know, having me. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, it's been great talking with you. I think that, you know, just hearing your insight about how important the client-tattoo um, artist relationship is is something that, like, you know, pe- listeners of this show, I think, will we'll have kind of experienced that a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely something that I, I think is important. You know, yeah, I, I think, absolutely. You know, know, again, knowing you have someone in your corner that's there for you just to help you be yourself. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, this, there's an insane amount of people 
that have commented on my tattoos and ask, where do I get them done? And I, I think one at least person that ask has come to you. Oh, there's definitely been a few. And like nice. that, that networking is like, you, you can't beat that, man. But my bit, I always, you know, it's that joke. My business card is just on people. I don't have yeah. to carry one. <laughs> well, I know a lot of them. Well, I, okay. The one person in particular that I'm thinking of, I know that he came back to me and was like, that was my first tattoo. And that was the best experience of my life. And if I ever get another one, I know where I'm going. So it's just nice to, it's not just me. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, thank you for those kind words, but you know, I, I would hope that every time like you get a tattoo, right? Like you go to someone that you have that connection with. And you know, that's just one of those things where I think we as artists, you know, can, can, can do that you know we yeah. can we can continue to make people feel good and about the choices they're making and their stories they're telling so but um i think that's it i think that we you know i re- again jesslyn thank you so much for coming on the show jesslyn uh, do you want to talk about any of your upcoming dance stuff that you got going on i would love to if there's anything upcoming <laughs> well uh, we'll definitely put some links and uh descriptions and things like that on the uh any wor- any links to past work things like that yeah yeah have. the only um, thing that i know which there's no date for yet is that i'm gonna be re reopening a gallery in the west village you don't even know about this yet i don't what is what is this what are these new stories (laughs) yeah and i'm gonna be choreographing for a group of dancers and they'll be performing it there for the reopen the grand reopen what's the gallery covid i well, well, get back to me on that. Get back to you on that. I don't know that well, I can the, say these things. Oh, yeah, that makes I mean, <laughs> that makes a hundred percent because of, well, I mean, again, like with the promoting of everything, they don't know if they're even going to be able to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> so we'll see. You know what? Yes. You'll, you'll find out. And then the once world I find out that it it's officially a thing that I can talk about. Talk about. For now, this Ghost West Village uh, Gallery reopen can just be. A fun thing to imagine. It's a spooky dance. <laughs> Jessalyn, thank you again so much for coming on. <laughs> um, guys, again, thank you for listening so much. This has been Spencer Kennard for Stories in Ink. Until next time, thanks for stopping by. Thank you for listening to Stories in Ink. Tune in every other Monday for new episodes. You can find past episodes of Stories in Ink as well as other Empty Can Productions originals on all of your favorite streaming platforms on your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. Just search for Stories in Ink. Stories in Ink was created by Spencer Kinnard and Jesse Luciani and is an Empty Can Production original and is recorded at Red Ink Tattoo Studio in New York City, New York. Executive producers are Spencer Kinnard and Jesse Luciani. (laughs) 